This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about the federal budget. It has just come down in Ottawa. There are lots of details in there that people are going to be interested in. Uh, For instance, they're going to lower the interest rate on Canada student loans to the prime rate. The current rate is prime plus two and a half percentage points. Uh, They're going to create something called a new Canadian drug agency. They're going to centralize the evaluations of the effectiveness and efficiency of new drugs and buy in bulk nationwide instead of province by province. This is the the thing that people are pointing to is perhaps the beginning of a national pharmacare program. Uh, As well, there's money in there to subsidize the costs of drugs for rare diseases. There's money in there for rebates on electric or hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. So there's there's a a lot of stuff that's going to be broken down in here. But let's get some initial analysis and reaction to what we have seen and heard so far. Uh, Alex Hemingway joins us now, an economist and public finance policy expert with the Canadian for Policy Alternatives. Alex, thank you very much for joining us. Glad to be with you. Still parsing through that budget. Yeah, I'll bet. Me too. <laughs> so what's your initial reaction from what you've seen so far? Well, I think I had a chance to speak with uh, my colleague in the lockup in Ottawa and, and having taken an initial look, I would say, uh, you know, the government has identified important areas that need investment. Uh, but the scale of that uh, investment and 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 the, the, some of the specifics are really off base when it comes to uh, addressing issues like climate change, unaffordable housing, uh, the lack of wage raises uh, uh, that Canadians are facing. Uh, this isn't a, a budget that's ambitious enough to move the needle uh, in, in the way we'd like to see on a number of those issues. So, what would you call it if it's not ambitious? Is it? Do you find it a disappointment? Well, I think it's uh, there's sort of a holding pattern here, and and uh, we we may be uh, seeing uh, more announcements in the lead up to an election, and and a, a government that's holding its cards a little close at the moment. Okay, so what were you thinking? What were you hoping for? What did you want to see in here? Well, for example, the one one area that I think is generally encouraging is that those pharmacare announcements uh, that you mentioned, uh, but the devil will be in the details. We and others have produced uh, research that show that uh, moving towards a universal single-payer national pharmacare program would uh, not only be good for people's access to drugs and, and, and health care uh, uh, at an affordable level, but actually across the country that would save uh, uh, multiple billions of dollars per year uh, in overall cost savings to the Canadian economy. They've sort of left the door open at this point of, uh, uh, to the issue of whether we're going to see a fill-in-the-gaps pharmacare program that covers off those that aren't currently covered privately, or whether we're going to see a, a full-throated uh, universal single-payer system. So that's an important one. And when you look at the uh, housing measures, uh, a big one for us uh, out here in, in BC and in Vancouver, uh, it, the, the, the measures that we're seeing uh, uh, are a bit concerning. So, for example, one is a, a first-time buyer's incentive that's actually uh, very similar to the one that the previous B.C. government uh, announced and was widely panned by economists, because what we're talking about here is extending credit to, to first-time buyers uh, in a way that actually tends to inflate markets when really what we need is direct investment uh, in affordable housing and an increase in the stock of purpose-built rentals. 
Right. So when you when you look at some of the ideas that kind of need to be fleshed out more, as you said, do you think we're going to get more details maybe this fall when the election campaign is underway? Well, that's uh, certainly something we'll be watching for. And, you know, uh, still looking through that budget, I haven't heard anyone say yet anything about the, uh, for example, uh, funding the Broadway subway line, uh, which is uh, would, would be very important, both from the perspective of making our city work here in Vancouver, but also from a climate change perspective. You know, we are seeing investments in electric vehicles uh, uh, in the budget, but actually much more efficient way of, uh, and that's fine and that's good, but a much more efficient way of reducing emissions uh, is investment in, in mass transit. Yeah, do you see any infrastructure mentions in there? Uh, I haven't worked my way through that section yet, uh, so I can't say too much about that one. Right. I haven't really seen any highlights from that either. So No, I haven't either. Yeah, when you look at this then, Alex, like, does this give you any kind of an idea of what we're going to be hearing about this fall? Well, I, I think uh, Pharmacare uh, is, is one that we're going to hear about, and uh, we'll be wanting to parse the details of that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, climate change is, is approached uh, uh, leading into the election. I mean, climate change is an emergency. Uh, we are seeing these EV measures. Uh, the carbon tax has been a hot topic over the past year or so. So I, I have no doubt we'll be hearing about that in some form or another. Uh, and, you know, one of the other issues that the government has been highlighting uh, in the budget is around skills training, especially for people in, in mid mid-career, that's an important priority. Uh, but again, the, the, the way that it's been structured uh, from what I've seen so far and what the signals were pre-budget is a kind of self-savings approach to creating these training savings accounts. Uh, but the problem with that is you have to have money to save money. So that's, uh, you know, can be uh, uh, not as helpful as it needs to be for uh, people who need retraining but are right. already squeezed financially. I guess when I looked at it, and I'm going over and over and over again, I'm like, what is the theme for this budget? What are they hoping to, what's the message that you think they want to put out there? Uh, that's that, that's a good question. Uh, I, I'm not seeing a, a clear unifying theme uh, uh, as yet. Uh, you, you see these uh, more fill-in-the-gaps piecemeal measures. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, whether it's the first-time buyer's credit or this relatively modest uh, skills training uh, program. Yeah. I have to say I'm surprised by that, right? Because, like, it is an election year we're talking about. Yeah, it, it's an election year. Uh, the economy uh, is cooling a bit, and Canada's in a strong fiscal position. So it actually would make sense to go uh, big right now to help ramp up investment in, in areas where we really need it uh, and, and, and keep that economy going strong. So it is uh, initial impression is that it's, uh, it is a bit surprising not to see some bigger measures in here. That's what I thought, too. And Alex, thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Appreciate that. That's Alex Hemingway, who's an economist and a public finance policy expert with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.